You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Well, this morning, it is cooking through and not so much cooking outside temperature. I just realized I said that and there's snow on the ground, but we're moving fast in our in our Real Presence Live this morning. Uh, we're so blessed with the guest that we've had and our next guest, uh, we have Father Bob Schreiner, Father Robert Schreiner. I know him as Father Bob and Father Schreiner. Uh, he is pastor to St. Joseph's Red Lake Falls and is it also, is it St. Joseph's and Brooks, Father Bob? That's correct, yep, St. Joseph's, um, both parishes, yep. You know, keeping it simple. That's that's key for people yeah. like me. Thank you. Uh, so he's from the Diocese of Crookston joining us by phone. Uh, Father Bob, thanks for being with us this morning. Pleasure to be with you. It's always good to be with you. Uh, for those who might recognize his voice, um, Father Bob was our MC for our Fargo fundraising banquet for Real Presence Radio uh, this past February, uh, which was just a blessed event and blessed evening. So, Father, it was great having you there. Um, a little bit of, I mean, it was so easy for me because years ago, having been a youth minister at the parish where you were pastor uh, when you were at Cathedral in Crookston. So, you know, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Gosh, it was a, it really was a, a beautiful evening. And I think we had a lot of fun and uh, I had a great speaker. My goodness, she was amazing. And then, uh, yeah, it was a great night. Yeah, doc, Dr. Stacy was excellent um, and just um, such a, a profound, great ministry she has going in, in just the work of just the being pro-life from so many angles. Um, well, Father Bob, please tell our listeners a little about yourself. You know, you're, you're a priest in the Diocese of Crookston, but if you can give us a little background on more things about you, that'd be great. Sure. Well, um, so I was born and raised uh, in a tiny town in the Diocese of Crookston called Felton. The parish was a mission parish called St. Lawrence, um, Lawrence O'Toole, and uh, it was served either by Ada or Georgetown back in the day. And uh, so I grew up there with my mom and dad. My dad was a truck driver, my mom stay-at-home mom, uh, although she did work uh, at the Myrtle's Cafe, but that's, you know, that's too grand a story to tell. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so, and then I told her brothers, so I was the youngest of three uh, boys, so Steve and his family uh, in Mitchell, South Dakota, and Joe and his family in Wapiton. Yeah, so, yeah. Father, what, what else would you like to what, know? One of the things I love, well, even when you mention Myrtle's Cafe, I don't know anything about Myrtle's Cafe. It just sounds small town. And I, I love that about our very rural area, our rural network. Uh, so many of our listeners, whether you're tuning in from Rapid City or on the outskirts of Duluth, you know, Montevideo, uh, Austin, Minnesota, wherever, South, wherever you're tuning in, anybody can w- relate to a Myrtle's Cafe. So I think, you know, I think we might want to hear about this grand story. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> well, it was just this architectural wonder. It was um, <laughs> a little shack that had uh, six, you know, bar stools, counter stools, and then three booths, and that was it. It could seat maybe at most 15, 20 people at any given time. The kitchen was, I, I didn't even know how they fit a stove in it. It was just <laughs> a tiny, tiny little place that uh, Cliff, of course, was always drinking coffee at the end of the counter, and, um, and that's all he'd have. I mean, just don't see, don't get me started. Well, that apparently, well, here's the thing, Father. As I drive throughout the network, um, you just described most of the restaurants throughout the network. 
fantastic. Well, it is fantastic. It's small town America, and I love it. And I love that about the area that we're in. But I think it's so important, too, because within this small town America, the Holy Spirit raises up vocations to the priesthood. And I wouldn't mind, you know, can you share a little bit for our listeners uh, just your story about your vocation? What was it for you that you felt, okay, I think there might be something, I think the Lord's saying that I might need to be a priest or that you're calling me a priest. Can you share more about that? Yeah, so um, I, I, I can remember the moment uh, specifically, and it was um, uh, Mark was my Catholic classmate, and I, in fact, uh, at the time, we were the only two Catholics at Feld Elementary. And just to be clear, and, that was not me. That's a different Mark. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a different Mark. Mark from Felton, not from from California. Um, so, yeah, so Mark and I were the only two Catholics at Felton Elementary, and the priest would pick us up and bring us over to St. Lawrence for catechism during the school day, and so on. So one day, Father Tim Noah... Uh, picked up Mark and I were uh, at, at the parish and we were learning the Baltimore Catechism and and uh, um, Father I, I just I remember looking up at Father Noah at that point just thinking I want to be like him and mm. he had become a very big part of our family uh, Dad and he would go fishing and uh, and he just stopped by out of the blue and you know uh, have dessert you know Mom would anyway he was just constantly coming going out of our home. And I was always um, in wonder at that. And if anybody knew Father Tim Noah, his his voice could fill three rooms at once. And he was just a big presence. And um, so I looked up. I was in second grade, and I just thought, I want to be like him. And that really was the birth of the vocation. And um, it never left me. I entered the seminary at the age of 14 as a freshman in high school. So I went to Cardinal Mitch Seminary High School in Fargo for four years graduated there and continued on in the college, Cardinal Seminary College, and then after that went on to Chicago to Mundelein Seminary and uh, uh, was ordained and then went back there for a licentiate degree and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, in second grade, the vocation was born and never left never left me, never wavered. That's awesome. And the, the point of never wavered, and the more and more vocation stories I hear, that strikes me as almost unusual. You know that that it never wavered. Would that be as you run into priests and hear their stories? Would you say that's true too? Yeah, I, by no means uh, is it a template to, to say that it's not a vocation if you if you haven't you know the, if you right. have wavered, right. it's not a vocation. That's not at all true. I mean, everybody's story, of course, uh, uh, is e- unique and distinct. Um, but I would say, I mean, I out of all those years, you know, the twelve years of seminary. Um, I would say that you know most of the guys certainly were tested in their vocations at various ways and in various times and sometimes multiple times through their own process, um, and some of them just simply realized it wasn't for them and so on. Um, so yeah, I I, I can't say that. nobody should think that that's just the way that goes. Everybody's story is so terribly unique. Yeah, no, and and that's it. it's the whole gold tested in fire, you know, and that's right. really that's a part of the formation experience within seminary, as I understand it. Not that sure. I'm speaking from experience, but having known so many, um, I think it's important for that for that to be acknowledged, you know. Yeah, um, right. So, Father, so much of this morning, really, our theme through the morning has been Eucharistic adoration, and we've been hearing some beautiful stories. We started off with Father Jeff Epler. And then I went from Jessica Foley to then most recently, Dave and Lynette Kudnick. And really kind of covering these different phases of life 
and vocation. Um, and so I'm excited that we start with the priest and then our last guest for the morning is a priest in you. Um, can you share, has adoration had an impact even in your discernment to the priesthood? I know, and I'd love to hear more even a little later how it's impacted your priesthood, but did it have an impact in discerning while you're in seminary leading up to your ordination? Very much so, especially, um, well, so, you know, second grade, the vocation, uh, the idea of priesthood uh, takes root in my heart. And in an odd sort of way, how God uses everything in every moment to to deepen his relationship with us. So on Saturday mornings, very typically, there were maybe five or six women of the parish that took turns um, cleaning the church. And so mom's turn would come around pretty often. And um, so I would I would be brought along with mom to the church on Saturday mornings to vacuum dust and clean and so on and so forth. Well, being a kid, I mean, well, maybe not even just being a kid, but certainly being a kid, the chief goal there was to disappear so that you didn't have to actually clean anything. Of course. <laughs> I, I, yeah, and so, so there was this spot behind the altar that I thought was a great hiding place, uh, and so I would I would dive into there. It was either dive into the sacristy or dive underneath the altar and in a little cubby hole. Well, so in that cubby hole underneath the altar, it had a direct shot to two views. One was the big crucifix on the back wall, and then the the uh, the altar on which the tabernacle sat. And so, and I knew about you know. I mean, I was I was we were mass goers and everything. So I mean, I knew that the blessed sacrament was in the tabernacle. That wasn't the mystery. But because I was hiding, and I just had the crucifix in the tabernacle, you know, for the better part of 45 minutes to an hour before Mother insisted that I, you know, dust the pews, um, that began, I would dare say, uh, an intimacy with the Eucharist and our Eucharistic Lord's sacrifice on the cross. And it was certainly unknowing in my mind and heart, but when I went uh, as a freshman then in high school uh, to the seminary, um, you know, we were encouraged to have holy hours before the most sacrament. We, we did adoration, exposition, benediction on Sunday afternoons. It was really, by that time, already second nature to me to have that relationship. But then, in seminary, that holy hour and the Eucharistic relationship to the Lord, uh, Eucharistic Lord, was, um, it just, it was such an incredible journey of blessing and uh, growth. It was, um, so... Yeah, it's played a huge part in my, my life, my vocational story, and um, uh, just the spiritual life altogether. Uh, Father, we're already nearing a break, but I wonder if you can just take a moment to share even maybe an anecdote. How would you say adoration's uh, been such a grace since your priesthood, since your, your ordination? Uh, grounding, because I mean... Um, as with anyone's journey of life, when you have responsibilities, no matter what those responsibilities are, storms and, and storm clouds and turbulence and trouble, you know, uh, are, are part of that journey. And, and, the, and the Eucharistic Lord uh, and devotion to the Blessed Sacrament is the absolute ground and oasis. It's, it's that place outside of the storm that you come to port and rest and know that you know, it's going to be okay, because the Lord's got this. Or if you don't feel like you know that it's going to be okay, you get that reassurance uh, in that in that um, divine embrace and, and uh, dialogue. 
So, yeah, it's, it's a huge anchor in times of trial and trouble. The, the divine anchor, is that what you said? The divine? Oh, I don't know. I yeah. talk so fast, I don't even <laughs> know. Well, but, but, but an anchor, because of the divine embrace that happens in the Eucharist. The divine um, embrace, that, that was yeah. it. So, Father, we've got to take a break. I just want to leave our listeners with that image, the divine embrace. We're talking to Father Bob Schreiner from the Diocese of Crookston. Stay with us on the other side of the break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. In today's world, we are enslaved to addiction. I'm Father Chris Alar. Alcoholism, pornography, and drug abuse have become the master of millions of lives, maybe even your own. Addiction has led to countless deaths by overdose and suicide. So what can be done about it? Victims often explain they are searching to escape the troubles of this world, or they are trying to find a form of ecstasy. Unfortunately, these enslavers provide neither. The experience is only pseudo, a fleeting imitation of an authentic spiritual experience. There's only one true spiritual experience that can provide fulfillment, and when you find it, you will find hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. This is Mark Holcraft with you this morning. And our guest at this point is Father Bob Schreiner, a priest from the Diocese of Crookston, pastors St. Joseph Parishes of Red Lake Falls in Brooks, Minnesota. Uh, he's joining us by phone. You know, Father, it just it's a quick snippet here, almost a, uh, a quick tangent. This time of the year, I find it's such a blessed time for retreats. You know, it's spring, time of renewal, not just in, you know, the nature surrounding us, but I think in so many ways, renewal within our hearts. Um, so you just, you hear about all kinds of retreats. In fact, I know you just had a parish mission, right? You just finished up a parish mission. We did, yeah. Um, and it's, there's, I mean, that is definitely in the air within the Catholic Church this season of Lent. A great time of just reflection. So speaking of reflection, just a quick plug. Um, I know coming up very soon, um, 
Father Gross and Father Kovash, both from the Diocese of Bismarck, uh, are offering a retreat. It's a Lenten retreat for your marriage, um, which I know Father Kovash better uh, than I know Father Brian Gross. Um, I've heard so many good things regarding both of these men, really. But really, a Lenten retreat for your marriage, just a time of reflection, prayer, and growth. Uh, Father Gross and Father Kovash are the main speakers. Friday, April 1st, which hence the plug-in. This is coming quick in two days. Friday, April 1st, 6 to 9 p.m. at Epiphany Catholic Church in Watford City, North Dakota. Uh, so opportunities for prayer, for confession, fellowship. Um, I would encourage anybody who is nearby uh, to make time for this Lenten retreat for your marriage in Watford City um, with Father Brian Gross and Father Russ Kovash. Uh, speaking of retreats, um, Father, what was the, the emphasis and focus tying in your parish mission that you just had in Red Lake Falls? So the overall title of the, so I called it a rolling mission. So instead of three consecutive nights or four consecutive nights, we did three consecutive Sundays and we had three different speakers. And so the overall theme was Love Made Visible, the Eucharist and the Eucharistic Revival, because I'm sure everybody by now has heard that um, the U.S. Bishops' Conference uh, is encouraging a Eucharistic revival in our nation. And so for the next three years, um, they're going to be about that. And so since the, the USCCB lead, point man for the Eucharistic Revival, happens to now be our, our wonderful Bishop, Bishop Cousins, I thought, hmm, well, let's get him to speak about the Eucharistic Revival. So he kicked off Love Made Visible Lenten mission uh, talking about the Eucharistic Revival and and the fundamental doctrines of, of Eucharist. He did a beautiful job. It's just great to have him. Then we went with Father Craig Vosick, who is appointed to be part of a preaching team for the Eucharistic Revival, so he'll be traveling the country uh, for different events and so on. Um, so I thought, well, he's one of our own, and why not get him? Yeah. So then he talked about the mission of Christ in the Eucharist, especially focusing in uh, on the Lamb of God. Brilliant. Just, my gosh, he blew the doors off the Church. It was just fantastic. And then lastly, uh, your brother, uh, Dr. Joe Holcraft, um, came and did the, the, the last one on Eucharistic memory and uh, Christ's command to do this in uh, remembrance of me. Beautiful, just beautiful. And then Saturday morning I had uh, Dr. Holcraft do a morning retreat for the Eucharistic adorers and, and uh, lovers of the devotion of Fatima, since the Eucharistic Revival's uh, official prayer is the Fatima prayer of the Angel of Peace, the Angel of Portugal's prayer, uh, he broke that down for our Eucharistic adorers and followers of the Fatima apparitions and did a beautiful job with that, too. That's very exciting for Real Presence Radio because I think our listeners would be familiar with, with every name you mentioned. We've had Bishop Cousins on uh, a few times now already um, since he's come to the Diocese of the Crookston and Father Craig Vosick being one of our hosts with Real Presence Live, uh, especially in his relationship to the University of Mary uh, over these last couple of years. And then um, with Dr. Holcraft, uh, he and I do Awaken Wednesday mornings. Um, so hopefully there's some familiarity there for our listeners. Um, I've never heard of a rolling mission as far as how you had that spread out. And, but it sounds like the response to that was, was pretty positive, Father Bob. It was excellent. I'm, I'm going to stick with it as a format um, for a lot of reasons. I, I was just trying to meet the needs of especially younger families who are scheduled to the teeth 
And so, um, you know, to have something uh, on a Monday night, a Tuesday night, and then Wednesdays are kind of like church nights, so that's kind of a freebie. But any weeknight, you're going to have half to three-quarters of your parishioners already committed to some other scheduling conflict. And so that i got to find a way, and usually, you know, folks aren't, well, unless you're, you know, in hockey, but um, most folks have Sundays available. Anyway, so we started with Mass at 10, had a brunch at 11, and then went back up to the church uh, for the for the talk and then confessions following. And, it, I mean, I loved the format, so I called it a rolling mission only because it rolled from one week to the next as opposed to consecutive nights or days. Sure, sure. Well, and Father, one of the things I really appreciate and value about Real Presence Radio's uh, Real Presence Live, the local programming, is you know our network. It's grown to be a pretty sizable area between Minnesota, North South Dakota, a piece of Wyoming, a piece of Wisconsin. You know, and so you you hear the local coverage that may not be in your own backyard, um, but something like this where you just you hear what other dioceses are doing or what other parishes are doing that you might ordinarily not think of. You may be a little bit outside the box. And, and so I hope maybe this is one of those moments for some of our priests, our listeners hearing, like just another idea to put in a person's back pocket. I, I think that's awesome. You know, Father, we have already only a couple minutes before our next even uh, preview for, for tomorrow's program. I know it's flying by. It really it is. is. Flying by. But can you just share, again, maybe anecdotally, what are some of the fruits that you have seen with Eucharistic adoration in the parishes you've been pastor to? Without question, it, it, a deepening uh, of faith. Um, when you when you spend time with the Eucharistic Lord in adoration, you know you're formed and informed by love. I mean, God is love, and and so there's just a profound deepening uh, of one's faith. Um, again, I had referred before the break for myself that it, it's an oasis in the storm. Uh, you know, a, a port of safety in in, in trial. Um, so people's faith just grows deeper and wider and uh, takes greater root. It's a, just, it, it's a no-brainer. It just absolutely does. Any particular stories that stand out to you that you wouldn't mind sharing in any of the parish you've been pastor to? Well, I, I can quickly share. So last summer um, in August, we, had, uh, we did a 40-hours devotion to plead heaven for replenishing rains because we had had quite an extension of drought. Yes, um, I remember for sure. Really bad. And so we did a 40 hours devotion with the explicit intention of pleading heaven for replenishing rains. And uh, the parish, as far as I could get feedback, hadn't done a 40 hours devotion before, and so I didn't know how it was going to go. But within, as memory recalls, within 40 minutes of our first hour of 40 hours devotion, it started to rain for the first time in weeks. Wow. Father, I'm going to cut you off right there because that's glorious and beautiful. Um, but part of it, I just want to give a quick shout out. So I'm going to pass it over to Therese, who's been our producer today, and she's been awesome. Therese, what's happening? Yeah, so I just wanted to let everyone know what's coming up on tomorrow's Real Presence Live from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Father Brandon Moravitz and Ben Frost will be your hosts coming to you live from the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. Deacon Mark Creechy from the Diocese of Crookston will unpack some parallels between the Stations of the Cross and Works of Mercy. Then Justin 
Batika will be on to share some tips for an amazing Lent. And Nick Davidson will be on to talk about how to be a missionary. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thank you, Therese. Uh, I don't think that's the first time Justin's last name <laughs> has, had, has had that. Um, that's excellent. You know, Father Bob, coming back to you, just to Two tie up our last couple in. minutes here on the air this morning. You know, there's a beautiful full circle moment here. You mentioned the 40-hour devotion uh, in which you, you invited your parish to plead to the Lord for rain. You know, and that was our first guest at the top of the show uh, this morning. Um, Father Jeff Epler, he's doing a 40-hour devotions mission for the Basilica of St. James in Jamestown. And, and here you are just speaking to the, the immediate fruits of that, really. I mean, was there more there to that? Oh, I mean, and, and, and talking about strengthening of faith, because everybody experienced the, re, the reality of the start of our 40 hours and the rains actually hitting the earth, um, still people with tears in their eyes will, will recall the goodness of the Lord just because we came before him in the Blessed Sacrament. So it strengthens faith. It just never fails to do that. Oh, it's so good. So good. Father, again, One amazingly, minute. we're near the end of our time. Would you please do each of us a blessing, uh, give us the blessing uh, to conclude our time together? That would be great. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you kindly and give you peace. May Almighty Thanks. God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Bob, thank you so much for joining us on Repentance Live this morning. I, I believe we have you coming back in a couple of weeks, so thank you for that. And for those, please continue to listen to Real Presence Radio uh, once we turn to the other side of the hour. And thank you. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.